0: Chapter 1, verses 10 through 14 of Catina Aria, Commentary on the Four Gospels Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, Gospel of St. John, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verse 10, He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Augustine, the light which enlighteneth every man that cometh into the world, came here in the flesh because while he was here in his divinity alone the foolish blind and unrighteous could not discern him those of whom it is said above the darkness comprehended it not hence the text he was in the world origin for as when a person leaves off speaking his voice ceases to be and vanishes so if the heavenly father should cease to speak his word The effect of that word, i.e. the universe which is created in the word, shall cease to exist. Augustine, you must not suppose, however, that he was in the world in the same sense in which the earth, cattle, men are in the world, but in the sense in which an artificer controls his own work. Whence the text in the world was made by him. Nor again did he make it after the manner of an artificer, For whereas an artificer is external to what he fabricates, God pervades the world, carrying on the work of creation in every part, and never absent from any part. By the presence of his majesty he both makes and controls what is made. Thus he was in the world, as he by whom the world was made. Chrysostom And again, because he was in the world, but not coeval with the world, for this cause he introduced the words, and the world was made by him, thus taking you back again to the eternal existence of the only begotten. For when we are told that the whole of creation was made by him, we must be very dull not to acknowledge that the maker existed before the work. Theophylect Here he overthrows at once the insane notion of the Manichaean, who says that the world is the work of a malignant creature, and the opinion of the Arian, that the Son of God is a creature. Augustine, but what meaneth this, the world was made by him? The earth, sky, and sea, all that are therein are called the world. But in another sense, the lovers of the world are called the world, of whom he says, and the world knew him not. For did the sky or angels not know their creator? whom the very devils confess, whom the whole universe has borne witness to, who then did not know him? Those who from their love of the world are called the world, for such live in heart in the world, while those who do not love it have their body in the world, but their heart in heaven. As saith the Apostle, our conversation is in heaven. By their love of the world such men merit being called by the name of the place, where they live. And just as in speaking of a bad house or a good house, we do not mean praise or blame to the walls, but to the inhabitants. So when we talk of the world, we mean those who live there in the love of it. Chrysostom. But they who were the friends of God knew him even before his presence in the body. Whence Christ saith below, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, when the Gentiles then interrupt us with the question, why has he come in these last times to work our salvation, having neglected us so long? We reply that he was in the world before, superintending what he had made, and was known to all who were worthy of him, and that if the world knew him not, those of whom the world was not worthy knew him. The reason follows why the world knew him not, the evangelist calls those men the world who are tied to the world and savour of worldly things for there is nothing that disturbs the mind so much as this melting with the love of present things verses eleven through thirteen he came unto his own and his own received him not but as many as received him to them give he power to become sons of god even to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, Chrysostom, when he said that the world knew him not, he referred to the times of the old dispensation, but what follows has reference to the time of his preaching. he came unto his own Augustine, because all things were made by him, Theophylect, by his own understand either the world or Judea which he had chosen for his inheritance, Chrysostom, he came then unto his own, not for his own good, but for the good of others. But whence did he who fills all things, and is everywhere present, come? He came out of condescension to us, though in reality he had been in the world all along, but the world not seeing him, because it knew him not, he deigned to put on flesh, and this manifestation and condescension is called his advent. But the merciful God so contrives his dispensations that we may shine forth in proportion to our goodness, and therefore he will not compel, but invites men by persuasion and kindness to come of their own accord. And so when he came, some received him, and others received him not he desires not an unwilling and forced service for no one who comes unwillingly devotes himself wholly to him whence what follows and his own received him not he here calls the jews his own as being his peculiar people as indeed are all men in some sense being made by him and as above to the shame of our common nature he said that the world which was made by him knew not its maker. So here again, indignant at the ingratitude of the Jews, he brings a heavier charge, viz that his own received him not. Augustine. But if none at all received, none will be saved, for no one will be saved, but he who received Christ at his coming. And therefore he adds, as many as received him. Chrysostom whether they be bond or free, Greek or barbarian, wise or unwise, women or men, the young or the aged, all are made meet for the honor which the evangelist now proceeds to mention, to them give he power to become the sons of God. Augustine, O amazing goodness, he was born the only son, yet would not remain so, but grudge not to admit joint heirs to his inheritance nor was this narrowed by many partaking of it. Chrysostom. He saith not that he made them the sons of God, but give them power to become the sons of God, showing that there is need of much care to preserve the image which is formed by our adoption and baptism untarnished, and showing at the same time also that no one can take this power from us except we rob ourselves of it. Now, if the delegates of worldly governments have often nearly as much power as those governments themselves, much more is this the case with us, who derive our dignity from God. But at the same time, the evangelist wishes to show that this grace comes to us of our own will and endeavor, that, in short, the operation of grace being supposed, it is in the power of our free will to make us the sons of God. Theophylect, or the meaning is that the most perfect sonship will only be attained at the resurrection as saith the apostle waiting for the adoption to wit redemption of our body he therefore gave us the power to become the sons of god i e the power of obtaining this grace at some future time Chrysostom, and because in the matter of these ineffable benefits The giving of grace belongs to God, but the extending of faith to man he subjoins even to those who believe on his name. Why then declarest thou not, John, the punishment of those who received him not? Is it because there is no greater punishment than that? When the power of becoming the sons of God is offered to men, they should not become such, but voluntarily deprive themselves of the dignity. But besides this, inextinguishable fire awaits all such as will appear clearly further on augustine to be made then the sons of god the brothers of christ they must of course be born for if they are not born how can they be sons now the sons of men are born of flesh and blood and the will of man and the embrace of wedlock but how these are born the next words declare not of bloods that is the males and the females. Bloods is not correct Latin, but it is plural in the Greek. The translator preferred to put it so, though it be not strictly grammatical, at the same time explaining the words in order not to offend the weakness of one's hearers. Bede. It should be understood that in Holy Scripture blood in the plural number has the signification of sin, thus in the psalms deliver me from blood-guiltiness augustine in that which follows nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man the flesh is put for the female because when she was made out of the rib adam said this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh the flesh therefore is put for the wife as the spirit sometimes is for the husband because that the one ought to govern, the other to obey. For what is there worse than a house where the woman hath rule over the man? But these that we speak of are born neither of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Bede. The carnal birth of man derives its origin from the embrace of wedlock, but the spiritual is dispensed by the grace of the Holy Spirit. Chrysostom. The evangelist makes this declaration that being taught the vileness and inferiority of our former birth, which is through blood, and the will of the flesh, and understanding the loftiness and nobleness of the second, which is through grace, we might hence receive great knowledge worthy of being bestowed by him who begat us, and after this show forth much zeal. Verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us augustine having said born of god to prevent surprise and trepidation at so great and apparently incredible a grace as that man should be born of god to assure us he says in the word was made flesh why marvelest thou then that men are born of god know that god himself was born of man chrysostom or thus after saying that they were born of god who received him he sets forth the cause of this honour viz the word being made flesh god's own son was made the son of man that he might make the sons of men the sons of god now when thou hearest that the word was made flesh be not disturbed for he did not change his substance into flesh which it were indeed impious to suppose but remaining what he was took upon him the form of a servant But as there are some who say that the whole of the Incarnation was only in appearance, to refute such a blasphemy, he used the expression, was made, meaning to represent not a conversion of substance, but an assumption of real flesh. But if they say, God is omnipotent, why then could he not be changed into flesh? We reply that a change from an unchangeable nature is a contradiction. Augustine As our word becomes the bodily voice by its assumption of that voice as a means of developing itself externally, so the word of God was made flesh by assuming flesh as a means of manifesting itself to the world. And as our word is made voice, yet is not turned into voice, so the word of God was made flesh, but never turned into flesh. It is by assuming another nature, not by consuming themselves in it that our word is made voice, and the word flesh. Ex gestis conic eph. The discourse which we utter, which we used in conversation with each other, is incorporeal, imperceptible, impalpable, but clothed in letters and characters, it becomes material, perceptible, tangible. So too the word of God, which was naturally invisible, becomes visible, and that comes before us in tangible form which was by nature incorporeal. Alcune. When we think how the incorporeal soul is joined to the body, so as that of two is made one man, we too shall the more easily receive the notion of the incorporeal divine substance being joined to the soul in the body in unity of person, so as that the word is not turned into flesh, nor the flesh into the word just as the soul is not turned into the body nor the body into soul Theophylact act of laodosio raised a heresy upon this text saying that christ had flesh only not a rational soul in the place of which his divinity directed and controlled his body augustine if men are disturbed however by its being said that the Word was made flesh, without mention of a soul, let them know that the flesh is put for the whole man, the part for the whole, by a figure of speech, as in the Psalms, unto thee shall all flesh come, and again in Romans, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified, in the same sense it is said here, that the Word was made flesh, meaning that the Word was made man. Theophylact the evangelist intends, by making mention of the flesh, to show the unspeakable condescension of God, and lead us to admire his compassion in assuming for our salvation what was so opposite and incongenial to his nature as the flesh, for the soul has some propinquity to God. If the word, however, was made flesh, and assumed not at the same time a human soul, our souls, it would follow, would not be yet restored. For what he did not assume, he could not sanctify. What a mockery, then, when the soul first sinned to assume and sanctify the flesh only, leaving the weakest part untouched. This text overthrows Nestorius, who asserted that it was not the very word, even God, who the selfsame was made man, being conceived of the sacred blood of the Virgin, but that the virgin brought forth a man, endowed with every kind of virtue, and that the word of God was united to him, thus making out two sons, one born of the virgin, i.e. man, the other born of God, that is, the Son of God, united to that man by grace, in relation and love. In opposition to him the evangelist declares that the very word was made man, not that the word fixing upon a righteous man united himself to him. Cyril. The word uniting to himself a body of flesh, animated with a rational soul, substantially, was ineffably and incomprehensibly made man and called the Son of Man, and that not according to the will only or good pleasure, nor again by the assumption of the person alone, The natures are different indeed, which are brought into true union, but he who is of both Christ the Son is one. The difference of the natures, on the other hand, not being destroyed in consequence of this coalition. Theophilact. From the text, the word was made flesh, we learn this further, that the word itself is man, and being the Son of God was made the Son of a woman, who is rightly called the mother of God, as having given birth to God in the flesh. Hilary, some, however, who think God the only begotten, God the Word, who was in the beginning with God, not to be God substantially, but a word sent forth, the Son being to God the Father, what a word is to the one who utters it. These men, in order to disprove that the Word, being substantially God and abiding in the form of God, was born the man Christ, Argue subtly that whereas that man, they say, derived his life rather from human origin than from the mystery of a spiritual conception, God the Word did not make himself man of the womb of the virgin, but that the Word of God was in Jesus, as the spirit of prophecy in the prophets. And they are accustomed to charge us with holding that Christ was born a man, not of our body and soul whereas we preach the word made flesh and after our likeness born man so that he who is truly the son of god was truly born son of man and that as by his own act he took upon him a body of the virgin so of himself he took a soul also which in no case is derived from man by mere parental origin and seeing he the selfsame is the Son of Man, how absurd were it, besides the Son of God, who is the Word, to make him another person besides, a sort of prophet inspired by the Word of God, whereas our Lord Jesus Christ is both the Son of God and the Son of Man. Chrysostom, lest from it being said, however, that the Word was made flesh, you should infer improperly a change of his incorruptible nature, he subjoins, and dwelt among us. For that which inhabits is not the same, but different from the habitation, different I say in nature, though as to union and conjunction, God the Word and the flesh are one, without confusion or extinction of substance. Alcune, or dwelt among us, means lived amongst men. End of chapter 1 verses 10 through 14